Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, friends. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. It is game day up north. Nashville Predators take on the Toronto Maple Leafs. We have a full preview of that, plus hot takes. We asked you to send in some of your spiciest opinions on the Predators this year. There's one opinion in particular that was kind of the overwhelming sentiment, uh, but we're going to grade your hot takes. Always a fun segment. Introductions are in order. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at On the Forecheck. And I have a partner in crime who has her own batch of spicy hot takes for the Predators this season. I am here for all kinds of hot takes. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at OnTheForeCheck.com. Yeah, it's always fun when we uh, solicit hot takes just to kind of see where fans go with it. Because we don't say like, hey, give us your thoughts on the game or hey, give us your thoughts on the roster. We're just like, hey, just give us an opinion. So it's kind of wild to see where uh, where people pull their hot takes from. Oh, I, I know. I always love it. It's a little, it's like dipping your toe in the water and checking the temperature. Like, how are we doing out there? Um, and there's some very interesting, I thought we got some very interesting hot takes this week that I'm excited about. We do. And uh, we are going to get into that in a second. Plus preview of the Toronto game. Uh, we do want to start with, I guess, a little bit of breaking Preds news or Preds scheduling news. Uh, this three-game Canadian road trip is now a two-game Canadian road trip. The Predators were supposed to play the Ottawa Senators Thursday. Uh, the NHL just announced yesterday that they are going to reschedule that game, postpone it, uh, over COVID concerns. The Ottawa Senators have 10 players currently in COVID protocol. And um, yeah, they, they don't want that to get any worse, especially Anne. Um, with the Olympic break coming up, you, yes. you, don't, you don't want too many teams starting to postpone or cancel games because then we're going to get into the real possibility of the NHL uh, opting out of the Olympics and maybe having to reschedule some of the games during that February break, which is not something anybody wants. Yeah, there's definitely a, a very delicate balance going on when it comes to things like scheduling and also just players' health. You know, you always in the back of your mind, you think about injuries a little bit different in an Olympics year as well. Um, so, yeah, I think this is um, I'm impressed that this is the first time, you know, we've we've gotten a month into the season before this has had to happen, but Ottawa's had a really uh, tough time with that. They're shutting down their all of their facilities and everything just, you know, um, not even it's not even that they're not going to play games. They've just kind of shut it down to try to mitigate uh, any more of it. So, yeah, I I'm hopeful that this is contained and that we can kind of pick up and keep going with the schedule because the schedule's packed anyway. Yes. You know, rescheduling games. I think, you know, we all saw last year, you know, with teams like Dallas that had to go through and do this. It, it's a whole um, logistical issue, but I think it's also a huge issue for the players as well. So hopefully this will be um, a kind of a unique situation. In the meantime, though, tonight, Predators versus Maple Leafs. 
at the Scotiabank Arena. I still have the urge to call it the Air Canada Center because I'm a classic guy. <laughs> um, this is going to be a real test for the Nashville Predators. And we talked about the Preds being 8-1-1 uh, one and one in their last 10 games. Mm-hmm. Toronto, 8-2-0. and oh. So these are kind of two teams that have been on a red-hot tear over the last little bit. These are very much twin teams facing off, you know, not only is their recent record the same, you know, they really started out the season the same way, kind of sorting through lines and figuring out what works and, and spending some games, you know, executing things that didn't work. So it's going to be very interesting. These are sort of mirror images of where they're at, you know, very similar, good goaltending and kind of on um, on a roll. It's going to be a great test for the Predators for sure in Canada. You mentioned goaltending for the Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Campbell, no idea when he decided to become the reincarnation of Patrick Waugh, but he is having a unbelievable season uh, yes. just under a 940 save percentage with two shutouts. Yes. Uh, so, you know, it's not, and that was kind of Toronto's Achilles heel the past couple of years. I mean, they didn't really get consistent play from Freddie Anderson. You know, you definitely just can't say that this, uh, this is a, team that just relies on scoring from guys like Marner and Matthews anymore. Yeah, the goaltending has been such an interesting story in Toronto. You know, they've got a pretty um, hearty development process with some good options in it, you know, in goaltending, but I don't think they even really knew how it was going to shake out. And boy, I'll tell you, Jack Campbell has just come out this season and he just seems like he's playing very confident. He's very comfortable. Um, you know, like you said, his save percentage is fantastic. Um, one of the top five goalies right now playing in the league. So Jack Campbell is going to, going to definitely be a challenge there. This is a more complete team that the predators are going up against tonight than maybe what they've seen in recent games. Uh, so they're going to have a challenge getting the puck past Campbell, I think. Yeah. And uh, when you look at this game, what's, what's your one key Uh, for the Nashville Predators to get a win tonight. You know, it's funny talking about Campbell. My one key is you're going to have to make him move. If you kind of watch some of his games, he will have a tendency to move a lot in the net. And if you can shift him quickly, you might have some openings. You know, there's times where, you know, if you can get two or three shots on repeatedly, he sort of starts looking a little bit like Lord of the Dance. Um, (laughs) So if we, you know, if the Predators can, you know, utilize cross-ice passes, quick passes, puck movement, and be in there and ready for any rebounds that he may get, that's going to help them get the puck past Campbell. I think that's going to be a key to this game. Yeah, you mentioned, you know, Campbell's been the story. Uh, Toronto's defense is still a little porous, though. Yes. Um, When you look at them, they give, you know, Campbell's obviously been a huge backstop for them. Um, But when you kind of look at their game, they give up a lot of high quality chances, especially kind of dead in the middle of the slot. Yes, Uh, which is not lava. The slot is not lava. It hasn't been lava for the Predators this year. It's amazing. Yeah. There's, you know, this is a game I think the Predators need to be patient with their chances. Uh, they can't fall into the old trope of just kind of blindly taking shots from the point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, be be patient with their chances. Be a little bit picky on shots. 
and and like you said, I think things might open. You might open Campbell up a little bit. And I think another key when I look at Toronto's power play numbers this oh, season. Gosh. Remember yesterday we were talking about <laughs> hey, if the Preds don't get a little bit more disciplined, they uh, they might run into trouble against a team that's a little bit better than Arizona. Guess what? This the is Toronto that team. Leafs are that team. Yes. Yeah, they are. Their power play unit. I mean, Tavares, Nylander, Marner, Matthews, Riley. Like, no thank you. No, yeah. No thank uh, you. No thank you at all. Yeah, you look at their the the stats and they are um according to hockeyviz.com, uh their expected goals for when uh their power play is on the ice. 11.67 goal expected goals per every 60 minutes. Yeah. Uh, 62% above the league, league average. Uh, and if you're not an advanced stats person, uh, the, the layman's terms of that is, hey, they are really, really good. And you probably don't want to go shorthanded against them. Yes. Coming up, it's hot take time. We asked you to give us your spiciest hot takes on the Predators this season. A couple of you had the same take, and it was interesting. We want to talk about that. But first, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. I know, Anne, and I think a lot of you listening can probably relate to this. I watch something on one TV. I've got another sports game on another TV, and I'm usually watching something on my phone or laptop as well. Well, with DirecTV, there's no juggling remotes and no need to buy any other devices ever again. Best part, no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Thanks for making Lockdown Predators your first lesson of the day. Predators, up in Toronto. Take on the Maple Leafs tonight. Tomorrow morning, your full recap, including our one words we would use to describe the game. But today, it's hot take time, Anne. I love Hot Take Tuesday. I love it. So what we do is we go on social media and we ask people for basically their hot takes on the Predators team. It can be about a player. It can be about the team overall, uh, something they like, something they don't like, maybe just something about watching a game at Bridgestone Arena. Uh, these are always fun. So here's what we do. We read the hot take and then Anna and I give it a grade. Uh, we grade it on a scale from freezing cold, which is basically a fact. So a freezing cold hot take would be, I think the Nashville Predators play at Bridgestone Arena or a very, very spicy hot take would be something along the lines of, I think Matt Benning is going to win the Hart Trophy this year. <laughs> and there's one take in particular that got a lot of traction that I think we need to talk about. All we right. need to address the elephant in the hot take. Yes, the elephant in the hot take. So uh, a couple of people kind of said the same thing. Keith Heim said, hottest take I can come up with. Per the production we are seeing is an anomaly and the team will come crashing back down to offensive futility 
by the end of 2021. Very specific. And I like that. I think Keith gets, you know, Keith gets points for being a specific time frame. So this was kind of repeated by a couple of different people. Uh, Jin and UC said the Nashville Predators are a bad hockey team being buoyed by finishing luck. Uh, and our buddy Brian Baston said the Predators are getting serious puck luck and shooting will regress. They need Saros to keep it up when it happens. Uh, that that last part is more of a fact than a hot take. Mm-hmm. But that, that kind of leads me to the debate, Anne. What do you feel about this take that, you know, the, the hot streak the Preds are on right now, the early success is kind of more of a outside of the norm situation and not, I guess, the future of the Nashville Predators. So if I had to rate this take, um, I wouldn't necessarily say that it's ghost pepper, um, but it I would say get me a glass of milk because, <laughs> you know, and I understand why people kind of have this take when you look at the beginning of the season for the Predators and kind of where the Predators are now on this hot streak. There isn't, you know, this tendency to say, okay, this is kind of a fluke. I disagree with that take myself. I don't know. I'd I'd be curious to see where you land on that. I'm with you. Now, look, do I think Matt Duchesne is going to continue, you know, scoring on one out of every five shots like he's done so far this year? No. Um, You know, I, I don't think the necessarily the overall scoring rates are going to keep up. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, this is something you kind of have to, to use a hockey cliche, go back to the eye test for a little bit and just look at how the Preds are playing. I look across the board and I see them playing differently than they have in years past when they kind of had some of these struggles yes. um, on, on the power play, because the power play has always kind of been the sore spot of the team. Uh, you know, you you watch a breakdown uh, of them on the power play and they're moving better. You know, they're moving off the puck. They're creating a little bit more chaos for the penalty kill to try to defend offensively. You know, they're not just kind of blindly shooting at the net or missing their chances. They're being picky with the puck. They're waiting for their moments and they're getting quality chances on net. You know, this isn't just, you know, Matt Duchesne ripping off, you know, six slap shots that just happened to beat the goalie. I mean, he is getting into dangerous areas and, you know, basically kind of putting in slam dunk goals. So in that standpoint, I think the Predators are a much better team this year than they have in years past. And yeah, maybe Matt Duchesne's not going to keep up the pace he is on now, but I have seen enough that makes me think he can stay pretty close. And if he's, you know, even in the ballpark of where he is right now for the rest of the season, even if he falls off the pace a little bit, that's still enough that to make Nashville a very dangerous team. This is where I'm at on, on this as well. The changes that we've seen in the predators in these last 10 games or so, I think is because of, implementation of systems and you have everybody executing. I don't necessarily think that it is puck luck. 
Um, yes, yeah. they are getting some good bounces for sure, but I agree with you. I think it's a system that has been implemented and that everybody is executing. As far as Duchesne goes, I don't, of course, I, I, he's really hot right now. There's just nothing he doesn't touch that doesn't get burned. But I don't, you know, and, and I expect statistically his numbers, like you said, I think are going to fall off. But I don't think that Duchesne is going to regress like people think. Matt Duchesne came into this season doing things differently. And that's, I think, what we're seeing the benefit of. He is playing more physically. Uh, his shot selection is better. He is moving more with the puck. Um, there are so many things, you know, he's skating better. There are so many very specific skills that he is doing differently and consistently that I don't think that Matt Duchesne is going to go back to the Matt Duchesne that caused everyone to weep and gnash their teeth over a million dollars. I think if he can stay healthy, he's going to continue to be an offensive threat for this team. And the other thing is right now, there's a lot of players who contribute a lot of points last year, mm -hmm. like Ellie Tolvin and Luke Cunnan, that really haven't gotten going yet, even though they're playing very well. They're kind of below where we think their averages should be right now. So, you know, even if Duchesne falls off a little bit or Granlin falls off a little bit, um, you know, you still have, you know, somebody like Tolvanen, who if he starts getting on a run and kind of getting back to the form he was at last year, you're still going to replace that production. And the Preds are still going to be a very solid offensive team. We haven't even mentioned the fact that Philip Forsberg's out with injury right now. So yes, you know, once, once he comes back, there's a different scoring dimension. Yeah, I think that there are a lot of things that point to the fact that the Predators are heading in a good direction. Now, growth in anything is generally not linear. So they're not going to win out, probably. But I don't think that we're going to see this uh, slap in the face regression offensively, defensively, or in goaltending that people kind of have to brace themselves for because of the past three or four seasons. I think we're seeing what the Nashville Predators really can be and may continue to be. Yeah, I think I think overall it is safe to call this a hot take from my point. Um, yes. There you go. Let us know what you think about that. We have more hot takes coming up, including some on one of the most underrated players in Nashville uh, and a mustache hot take. Oh, I love this. Yes. Uh, we do have some hot facial hair takes coming up. They're going to be very interesting and would love to have people weigh in on them online. Uh, but first, we want to talk to you about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is back. They are better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. 
Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, we got more hot takes to get to. Uh, this one comes from Jim Chandler, aka Jim from Woody and Jim. Uh, most underrated player, Matt Benning. Come he's, on. He's made some outstanding defensive moves to nullify high percentage scoring chances on the regular. And this is a icy take because I 100% agree with Jim on this. Yes, I know. I really like I was wanting a habanero take at some point here, but I completely am with you. Like this is just a little tingle on the tongue at best, because I agree with this too. Matt Benning has had a fantastic start to this season. Um, and, and this is a player who at the end of last season, I think struggled a lot. Uh, this was this third defensive pairing has been kind of a hitch in the giddy up. And this season, Matt Benning has come out and while statistically maybe doesn't have the strongest numbers, the eye test um, and the little things that he does well are so impressive and really important. So I'm here for this one, Jim. I'm 100% here for that one, too. Uh, Good take. Good take, Jim. Uh, Here's one from A. Zupancic. Zupankic. Uh, totally sorry if I butchered your name. Uh, he says easy win versus the Habs. Hmm. The word easy is tripping me up here, Anne. Yeah. Yep. That makes that makes it feel a little a little warmer in here. Um, I am. I'm gonna go lukewarm. Actually, I'm gonna go above lukewarm. I'm gonna say this is a warm take. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I say that, I know Montreal hasn't been doing great results-wise, but the quality of their games have gotten a little bit better. Uh, Carey Price is back, so that's yep. a little boost for the Canadians there. And plus, when they were struggling at the beginning of the season, uh, Nick Suzuki had like zero goals and three points or something like that in the entire first month of the season. He's now on a tear and has put in uh, a a bunch of points over his last few games. So, uh, you know, they're they're starting to kind of slowly get back on track. I, I still don't think they're a playoff team, but... This is this is still, I think, going to be a tough game, man. No, I agree with you. This is, and it's funny because I feel like I just spent a segment chastising people for not being hawk, hawk, hockey. Oh my goodness, hockey optimist, optimists. But you know, a little bit of a gut check. This is the kind of game that can sometimes trip up the predators, where it's maybe not the uh, toughest opponent. Uh, statistically speaking, and they can maybe come in with a little bit too much confidence and be thrown off of their game. So I, you know, this one, you know, I'm going to have a little bit of water to wash this one down because it's a little warm for me too. I don't think there are, and I agree, it's the word easy. I don't think that's going to be an easy win. I think the Predators will have to execute well. We had a co-worker uh, chime in with some takes of her own. Rachel K. rattle off a little bit. Uh, Matt Duchesne is only playing this good because he has a country music album in the works. <laughs> uh, uh, if there's a, a country music conspiracy theory expert out there, let us know because uh, we need your help to grade. Uh, UC Saros's mustache is great. 
This might be the biggest hot take we've had so far, Anne. Okay. This, and you know, I think Rachel hangs the moon. Rachel knows all things. But I am going to go out and say that that's ghost pepper to me. Yeah. He does not have a great mustache. You know, I mean... Bless you for trying. I know you're a grown up, you see, but I don't, I personally don't get the facial hair thing that is happening all around me. And I think he's just a delightful looking young man who should lose the lip sweater. Well, first off, nobody should try to grow a mustache when you have Philip Forsberg on that team. Like no uh, one you're beating. He is the gold standard, and I yes. don't think anybody is beating him. Yeah, uh, it's also just not a very good mustache. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I I spent a lot of time in East Nashville. I know great mustaches <laughs> when I see them. Like, yeah. I go to Pharmacy Burger all the time, and literally every server there, you know, has a Philip Forsberg mustache. That's the standard. Yes, UC man. I'm sorry, but. There's a couple of them that I think need to trip and fall into a razor. Oh, Ellie Tolvin. Oh, dear God, man. I say that with so much love in my heart for these young men who are delightful, I'm sure. But sweet baby Jesus, do you pass by a mirror even once? Uh, Last one from Rachel Kay. Uh, Rocco Grimaldi needs to be in Milwaukee. Average take. Yeah. Okay. You know, the thing about Rocco Grimaldi, when he was reassigned to Milwaukee, went unclaimed on waivers. Uh, I was not surprised he made it through waivers, but I also wouldn't have been surprised if he got claimed by somebody. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's going to help that team. And that, that team needs a lot of help right now. So, yeah, that's that's where I stand on that. Yeah, this one for me is like um, a Quaker Steak and Lube Louisiana liquor level take like kind of medium, maybe wouldn't want to eat a whole bucket of them, but could tolerate some of them. I agree with you. I think, um, I think it's a great, uh, solution kind of the way that everything landed works out well for Milwaukee. I can understand why maybe Rocco Grimaldi is, was maybe hoping that things would turn out a different way. I think that, uh, he could have found a good fit, um, on a different NHL team, but that didn't happen. And like you said, Milwaukee, could use um some some oomph so let's let's hope that plays out well uh last take of the day this is from david m it says not a hot take as much as a question if the predators keep up the current pace do you see somebody like roman yossi or uc Saros potentially in the running for major awards at the end of the year hmm um, so I'm going to break this down. Uh, Yossi for Norris, not at all a hot take. That's a cold take. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the season ended right now. Uh, we're obviously only a month in, but I would, I would say he's probably up there in terms of defenseman with the best start to the season. UC Saros, that's probably a little bit warmer just because I think there are people putting up more shutouts you know, probably stronger overall numbers. But I mean, if you're, if you're going based on how important a goaltender is to the team, he's probably top tier. Yeah. I would agree that uh, Yossi for Norris, like get ready for the hashtag Um, right now. I think he and Adam Fox are the top two defensemen and points um, 
and I, I can just, I mean, if Roman Yossi continues the way he is, I think, um, yeah, I think that's going to be a real conversation to be had. So that one for me is cold like chicken salad. Um, I agree with you about Soros because I do think that shutouts matter, but if they really do weigh, you know, if they really do weigh how important is this goaltender for their team, then, then Soros is, you know, then we're cooking with some oil. Um, but it might be a little bit too early, might be a little bit too early. Things continue. We'll start hashtagging. Yes, a lot of hockey left to be played, Anne. Uh, so, yeah, those are our hot takes. We still want to hear hot takes from you. If you didn't get to send them in today, uh, be sure to tweet us, send them in. Uh, let us know your thoughts on the Predators. We might share some of your opinions on air. Uh, and in the meantime, where can the fine people find your work? You can find my work at ontheforecheck.com and you can find me on Twitter at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. Check out my work at ontheforecheck.com as well. Tweet me at underscore NS Morgan or tweet the show at LO underscore Predators. That is going to do it for us today. Thank you for making Lockdown Predators your first listen of the day. Remember, Predators versus Maple Leafs tonight. Full recap coming your way tomorrow morning. Have a great day, everybody. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.